Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. Here we go. It's How We Season, episode 154. Uh, this week, we're tackling planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, this is a, a Thanksgiving episode, and that's the only Thanksgiving movie I could think of outside of uh, the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special. Oh, that's funny. I did I did some looking for other Thanksgiving-themed movies, and there's a lot out there that just kind of mention Thanksgiving, but I think Home for the Holidays was the only one that was centered oh, yeah. around Thanksgiving. I thought Dan in real life was Thanksgiving, but it turns out that was just a family get together. Yeah. So this, <laughs> but again, this isn't really doesn't go through the, the the Thanksgiving dinner, but it does. There's not a there's not a lot of movies. There's movies that touch on it. Like uh, I guess there was um, it's called Holiday or something like that. That that they go to a Thanksgiving thing. Um, but yeah, no. This is this is. Uh, thought of as a thanksgiving movie when you look it up and you look for thanksgiving movies this is always on the list yeah uh it's sometimes it's top of people's list it's 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 actually looked at as a really really good movie a, a classic yeah absolutely um, very interesting i didn't know it was john hughes like until till i started looking into this i was i would have never thought just well he's got all a the huge, other huge huge list of ones that he's written but not a huge yeah. list on what he's directed and this was his first directing job where the leads were adults, you know, uh, I thought that was, that was interesting. Um, because yeah. before this, it was, you know, Ferris Bueller's Breakfast Day Club. Off, Weird Science, <laughs> Breakfast Club, yeah. 16 Candles. This was his first one after that. And, uh, he went the adult route. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Here on How We Sees It, uh, I'm your main host, Noah. As always, my, with me is my main man, Steve. Say hi, Steve. Hello, everyone. And happy Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, we are podcasting on Wednesday, the night before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, so uh, travel safe if you're traveling and don't get caught in the airport in a snowstorm. Or <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah, if all goes well, I'll actually have this out on Thanksgiving Day. So, you know, if you don't want to talk to your uh, in-laws or wherever it is you're going, uh, you know, download, <laughs> rate, and review and listen to this episode. Slip uh, in those earbuds and no one will be the wiser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except for they'll look at you funny like, why are they laughing so much? What is it is so funny? Hopefully. I mean, that's that's usually what happens to me with podcasts. I'll, laughing I'll, with I'll us, just... not at us, right? Either one I'll take. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> as long as it gets us a listen, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, on this podcast, one of the things we like to do is create uh, cocktails or come up with cocktails that we pair with these uh, shows and movies. And that is not any different this time. Uh, we came up with some for this one. Uh, I want to hear what you got there, Steve. Okay. I I, cre- I created a drink. I call it the, um, the Spiked Ashkenagan. And uh, so... The Ashkenagan is a is a brand, a dairy brand that uh, that's slapped on the outside of the truck that they hitch a ride with. It's they're 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 oh, stuck in a frozen okay. a, a truck a, a full of it's a cheese truck cheese truck, and it's that's the dairy brand is Ashkenagan. And I, I looked it up, and I don't think it's real. I think they made it up for the movie, and I got <laughs> such a kick out of that. And I think it's like oh gosh, 
uh, it's Oshkanagan or something like that on the yeah. on the outside. And I thought, oh, that's great. I'm gonna. So I went and picked up some eggnog, and I I, I call it my Oshkanagan eggnog. And I even I don't know if you saw my picture. I added the Oshkanagan label on the eggnog. I uh, saw that. So. Um, I uh, I did that and I got some travel size shots. They have that whole scene in the hotel when they're down in yeah. travel size shots of uh, you know John. There's Candy. a Bacardi rum for there's, in there for well, sure. Well, Jamaica man, Jamaica man. Yeah, yeah he does that. So there's a well, it's, it's definitely Bacardi. <laughs> I saw the I saw I recognize the label. Um, so I did a travel size shot of uh, Jamaica rum, travel size shot of Canadian whiskey because in kind yeah. of honor of uh, honor of. Uh, John Candy's heritage, uh, travel size <laughs> shot of Amaretto, which they actually say, oh, Italy, oh, they pe- they make a pass on that. But I thought that would go really nice with an eggnog. So nice. um, mix that together um, and add a little nutmeg. And that's in honor of uh, of, of Neil's Thanks, nutsack yeah. that gets uh, yanked out when he gets <laughs> pulled off from the from the truck. So so I call this my spiked Ashkenagan. Um, uh, it, and, and it's, a, and it's a great holiday drink, great Thanksgiving, because because uh, uh, it's you know it's just a spiked uh, spiked eggnog rum. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just so. it, well, that's there, I it's mean delicious. That, that's <laughs> nice. Uh, you went cold or you go warm on that one? Um, or room temperature? I it's about say. room temperature. Yeah, yeah. It's I know eggnog deep. sometimes can go in between. You can go either way with it, where you could go warm or, or you know, uh, cold, and in it kind of flavor changes on sure, you. Sure, it's great to add to some hot chocolate with a little bit of amaretto or uh, or Bailey's yeah. or something like that. So I, you know, uh, one of my favorite hot chocolate uh, alcohol uh, drinks is just throwing in some peppermint schnapps. Mm. But next to that, throwing in some of the the alcoholic eggnog. In some hot chocolate, yeah, that's a really good one too. So uh, I, I probably will be partaking of that tomorrow because uh, I will be with family, and that just always helps that go down. There you go. I mean, I love my family, but you know, they go they go better with alcohol. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I also went something just straight Thanksgiving. I had to do it. Uh, Thanksgiving to me means pumpkin pie, <laughs> right? It, it just. I, there's not a Thanksgiving yet. I can't. I don't have pumpkin pie. I usually don't have pumpkin pie any other time than Thanksgiving. Uh, but one of the things I do love about it is uh, one of my little traditions is I like to have a piece of pumpkin pie for breakfast the day after Thanksgiving. That's just one of the things I do. The first thing I do, wake up in the morning, I get me a piece of pumpkin pie. Uh, <laughs> don't need anything else on it. Don't need whipped cream, you know, uh, Cool pumpkin Whip or pie. any of that. Just straight pumpkin pie. For me, it's always turkey sandwiches with some mayonnaise and some stuffing and some cranberry. All just kind of stuffed together. I, that, that's lunch. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, but I'm, I, I mean, I'm talking breakfast. I, that's breakfast for me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so I went. I went looking for some pumpkin pie uh, drinks. A lot of pumpkin pumpkin pie martini recipes out there. Uh, but one that I really thought that spoke to me was someone had a, they called it their, their pumpkin spice white Russian. I'm just going to call it a pumpkin pie white Russian because I, I didn't add any of the spices. Uh, even though I had some nutmeg uh, and some uh, cinnamon that I tried in another one, I, I made a couple different versions of this trying to figure out which one I wanted best, which one worked for me the best. A uh, couple versions I thought about doing was uh, I was going to use the uh, uh, Captain Morgan spiced rum, uh, did one with uh, um, uh, Bailey's uh Irish cream, uh, that one had the nutmeg and the stuff in it. Uh, but the one I settled on that I think tasted the best and, and actually worked out best for me is I went uh, ounce and a half of salted caramel Kahlua, 
ounce and a half of uh, vanilla vodka. I went with absolute vanilla vodka. And then I found this. It's it's uh, Fulton's Harvest Pumpkin Pie Liqueur. Nice. And I had to run around a little bit last night and get that. Uh, it was in a Safeway. Wasn't anywhere near its liquor department. I actually, I was kind of depressed walking around thinking, oh, man, what am I going to do? I went over to look for their, I was going to just get the pumpkin pie creamer, turned around, and boom, and there it is on the shelf behind me. So I was able to get it. It's a, it's a pumpkin pie liqueur, and uh, it tastes like you liquefied a pumpkin pie and maybe added some probably more vodka than anything else. So I added an ounce and a half of that. So ounce and a half of each of the Kahlua vodka and the uh, pumpkin pie liqueur. Mix it up, throw it in your glass over ice. Delicious. It uh, it basically tastes like a pumpkin pie white Russian. It, it's got all the right ingredients to it. It comes out really good. That sounds great. A, a, a couple months ago, I went and visited my mom and uh, for her birthday. And we went and visited a pumpkin patch and <laughs> visited my brother. And he said, hey, you guys have been making cocktails for your for your podcast. Why don't you come up with something? And that's what I came up with was a pumpkin uh Pumpkin mar- martini is what it was, yeah, yeah. basically. But I did use I used a, a vanilla vodka, and but I used and and some Irish cream. I'm not sure what it was, but uh, I actually got some pumpkin puree. Yeah, and, and that was some that of the other in, ones I saw. <laughs> and and shook it up, and then the rim of the of the of the martini glass was uh, graham graham cracker cracker crumbs. Yep. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. I saw, I saw all those, uh, actually the vodka I was looking for was a whipped cream vodka. Um, I've seen it out there before pinnacle and some others have had it, but I couldn't find it today. I even went to my, you know, our best, uh, spot, the bottle bar and stopped in there. Couldn't find it there. Uh, but I did, they did have the vanilla vodka, the absolute vanilla vodka. And I was like, yeah, vanilla is pretty close to whipped cream. Not, not as good, but it definitely was a, a second place uh, for that one. <clears throat> this this could be a uh, a holiday favorite favorite going forward. This is this is right up on that alley of uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving style, uh, even Christmas time. I could see this being a a drink that would be enjoyable. Just put it in your thermos, and you know. <laughs> oh my God! Next week at work. That sounds delicious. I might have to try that. <clears throat> this would be a good one, like to make a creamer out of, like you throw in your coffee too. Just right. a little bit of pumpkin, a little bit of little bit of Kahlua, a little bit of vodka in there. You know, make that make that coffee really kick, you know, give that caffeine its run for the money. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, I, I really enjoy this one. Not only that, but my uh, you'll notice in the picture if I ever get them up there, uh, uh, there's a little piece of pumpkin pie in there. We got the Costco pumpkin pie, which <laughs> my wife even said it. She goes, I don't know if I could make a better pie from scratch. Like just something about those Costco pumpkin pies are are so, so good. They're big as fuck and they're cheap they're like eight dollars and they're huge but they are like the best pumpkin pies ever so i gotta eat a little piece of pumpkin pie too so that was kind of good where are you uh going for thanksgiving is it your place or are you going somewhere? no 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 my place is tore up right now that's we're, what i wasn't sure re- if you finished your, your, your kitchen <laughs> oh no no we're, we're redoing the kitchen matter of fact i was running electrical why i i took off a uh, half day all week i've been i've been tearing out kitchen uh right now we got all bare walls uh i'm running electrical uh, hopefully I get that done by, uh, the end of tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to be working before things we go to dinner, uh, <laughs> Friday, and then hopefully I'll have sheetrock up on uh, Saturday, Sunday, and we can paint and then I can start throwing in the floor the week at weekend after that. Hopefully cabinets go in and nice. we're, tr- we're, we're rushing to get it done for Christmas. Cause we got Christmas at our house this year for the whole family, the extended family. So we, we had, um, our oven's been 
kind of acting up a little bit. It's still hanging in there, but we've had it since we bought the house, which has been, you know, almost 20 years ago. So, um, so it's, we, that was our next purchase was we were going to get a new, uh, new range, uh, with a oven stovetop. And, uh, so after the wedding that became my, it's like, okay, we're done yeah. paying for the wedding. I'm going to look into this. Yeah, and, I can do this. <laughs> and, um, and, and sure enough, um, you know, you can get them in 24 inches or 30 inches or 30 36 are. inches. I measure our little cutout. You know what it is? It's 29 fucking inches. <laughs> are you kidding me? 29 That's... inches. And you know, it's tiled and everything. So, uh, um, so I took a page out of you, your, your book after Cindy showed me the pictures of your kitchen all teared apart, torn apart. It's like, well, I, I, I mean, I want to get a 30 inch. out. <laughs> well, I ended up pulling the oven out and I took apart half the cabinets on one side and cut it down an inch, put it all back together. I still have to, I had to get a, a, a tile, a circular saw blade, uh, to, oh, okay. to cut the tile top, which, um, which I have now and it's, it's all set to go, but I did, I got all, everything all trimmed up and, and put back together pretty nicely. Um, and then, um, and got excited. So I went ahead and ordered the oven. It's going to come on, uh, on Friday. Um, and, uh, and wouldn't you know, yesterday morning, get a call from, uh, mother-in-law she's, which is where they're hosting Thanksgiving, but, uh, she's been under the weather for like the past five days and so she's canceling. And so do they want you to now do it. So now, now we're hosting and it's like, damn, one day shy. The oven's coming on Friday, you know, so, oh. so I got to cook the turkey with the new oven with the old oven. So I think it'll be okay. But, uh, I was just going to say, did you, I was, did you check the actual measurements of the, the new one you're getting to make sure? Cause sometimes they come in a little bit, they say 30 inches, but they're a little bit under. They say it's 29 and seven eighths, I think is what it is. So, oh, okay. yeah, I shaved it to about 30, 30 and in a quarter about just to make sure give yourself a little yeah. wiggle room but uh ladies um, always love it when you got some wiggle room <laughs> i also have the gas line that comes in you know not from the back but it's it's about three and two and a half inches out and up from in the, the floor. floor yeah so so i had to break out some cad drawings of ovens just to make sure that uh you know it had us had a spot so i because i don't it. want it to stick out I mean, they already stick out a little bit um yeah. just because they're typically about uh, you know they extend a little bit out. deeper yeah yeah but deeper. uh so i got a slide in one but but i this one has a little kind of cut out at the bottom too so i think it's going to go in nicely but and if it's too you know if it's too uh if it doesn't quite fit then i'll take the cabinet apart again and cut some more off i know how to do it now nice. <laughs> fortunately it wasn't all glued together it was just uh you know nailed and you know so yeah no uh, <laughs> uh I don't know how I would have done it if I had to be careful with ripping this stuff out because, yeah, my, my kitchen, uh, I got to go a little berserker in there and throw some stuff around. Uh, but it's, man, I, I don't envy. Uh, I, I was telling my wife, Alyssa, that uh, if uh, we ever move into a new house, we are not getting a fixer-upper because uh, we can't afford it, and I don't want to do it anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> so luckily, this is the last part we got. Yeah. Uh, so... Speaking of that, let's get back to this movie, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. This is this is this is a movie I'm glad that uh, it, it's not happening to me, because in in any situation where the things that can go wrong do go wrong, no matter what you do, this is this is the 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 just the idea this the antithesis of this movie, like everything that can go wrong has going wrong for uh, Steve Martin's character, um, Neil, Neil Page. Page. Yep. And, you know, it, it starts it starts off with, you know, they're in that meeting and the guys just stare, you know, it, 
I, I can't say I've ever been in meetings like this directly. I've, I've been in some big, big wig meetings where, where they're kind of waiting on them to make a decision. But this is that one where you're like, man, uh, like, I, I know that you're not supposed to say anything to the big boss, but like, come on, dude, like, shit or get off the pot. Like, I, I just, I. <laughs> yeah, he was know. holding it in for the whole movie, too, because that's the stinger scene at the end where he's still looking at the posters at the end of the credits. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this, the, you know, this is Steve Martin as Neil Page, John Candy as Del Griffin, um, credible, credible uh, actors in this. And, and this is this. It's kind of interesting because this the, in this movie, Steve Martin's kind of the straight guy. Right. Yes. He's kind of he, he that's not normal for him in a lot of his movies and stuff. Right. Or at well, least especially up to this point. Right. Because he had done the career. jerk. Dead men don't wear plaid. He, yeah. He had a lot of of. He almost had, slapsticky yeah, comedy, almost. Uh, Three Amigos, I think that was before this as yeah. well. I think I wrote some of them down. Um, Roxanne of, happened to be the same year, so that's did. another one it did. where he was a little bit in between, too. That was more um, of a romantic lead, but this is more of this kind of straight, angry man. <laughs> you know, this is the Felix Unger in The Odd Couple. Um, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's it's that's interesting. Yeah, the odd couple that to bring that into it, it does it does have a little bit of that in there. Yeah, very, this is very, very much an odd couple movie. There's, a, in fact, I wrote down a whole bunch of them to to try to rank them um, because you can pull pull some out. Uh, but now this is you've got your your straight guy, and then you got kind of the bumbling uh, bumbling idiot. I, well, I mean, they don't play into their stereotypes types exactly. He's a little bit more of a, a bumbling, obnoxious jovial he's, guy i don't think he necessarily is an idiot um no no he's not he's but one of the okay so what i did i did listen to a few podcasts on this and one of the things i got out of this take is they were talking about how uptight and and how uh neil uh neil page steve martin's character how everything had to be his way and how he was so like controlling it i didn't get that i got it as like he's just a guy going through his day he just is trying to get through the day and like everything's going wrong. And I don't, I don't get why they were trying to, I, I didn't understand people's take on, on him having a, this control issue. Now I, I'm curious on what you thought his character was like. What do, did you see something like that? Did I miss something? Or? I, so I thought he had, he had issues with anger. Um, I actually didn't care for his character that much. Um, the, 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 this movie I have mixed feelings about. I think I think coming into this movie, I was hoping for something. I mean, I, this, I saw this when I was 17, when I was, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, and I don't think I've seen it since. So it was interesting. I got to kind of rewatch it. And, and I realized why I never really revisited it. It wasn't one that really resonated that much with me. But I am a huge Steve Martin fan through his stand-up yes. and stuff. And so it was kind of a bit of a letdown when suddenly he's not playing that role. But I get it. Uh, Although I loved Roxanne, and that was that was something that he also played straight uh, the same year, but a little, you know, it, it had its humor. There's a lot. There's a little bit more. Com he's got the nose. There's a lot more physical comedy in that compared to this. But they play. But he plays it straight. Um, whereas here, he's almost. I don't. I don't think he nailed. I thought he played more of a West Coast angry guy rather than an East Coast angry guy. He seemed to read. He see. Okay, I didn't get him as an angry guy. I did not get him as. Uh, an angry person. I got him as he's just trying to get through his life and all this shit. Like, I mean, for how long it takes for him to actually blow up the amount of crap that he took before he loses his shit 
does not make him an angry man in my book. It makes a, him a normal person. Like, for the amount of stuff that he went through before he lost his fucking mind and blew up. Okay. Yeah. I didn't see him as an angry man. Even even to the point where, I mean, we get that first scene where they're in the hotel room together, and he kind of goes off on on uh, Dell, uh, John Candy's character. That, to me, he's not even being angry. He's just being like, dude, you're inconsiderate. He, I, thought, I mean, I, I, I thought I he, thought he his, was perfectly... I thought his anger came across as a little elitist, you know, and that's why I think I throw him on the West Coast with his... With See, his, now, okay, he, I didn't catch that as him being any... I, really, I is is for everything he did, like, he was trying, you know, he tried to buy the cab from the guy, okay, you know, and then he got raw, and then... He sits across from the guy who stole his cab. He didn't blow up on him. He just goes, "Oh yeah, you're the guy who stole my cab." That's not even being elitist. That's just like, dude, that's you're you are an inconsiderate person. You know, he but he he could have went off on him. Then he got bumped on his flight and he's like he's like, "I paid for a first class ticket. If I paid for a first class ticket and didn't get it, I'd be pissed too." I, but that doesn't right. I'm much more of an angry man than he is. I I think there's a sure. way I think there's a, a way of expressing your anger in a way that's not looking down on something, someone. And that's what I felt. I felt every time he was talking to people that were there that really didn't have many options, you know, that they, they, that he was talking down to them. And, and I just didn't enjoy that side of his character. See, I didn't, was, I didn't see him talking down to anybody. The only time I saw him kind of co go after someone was when he got out first, the shower turns off on him. That that's going to piss you off to begin yeah. with. And then you get out and the sh the fucking mess that fucking shower, you know, bathroom was in. I would have lost my fucking like how that shit looked like it took uh, someone a week to fuck up. Yeah. But that was, was apparently just the shower before he took his. It was ridiculous. And and, and he didn't spot it until he got out of the shower. That was kind of weird. Well, that there, there's a little <laughs> bit of that. But yeah, it's also it, it's also one of those. It's like, first off, too, he paid for that room. Right. So. The, that's that's one of those inconsiderate things. Like this, okay. So, I got mad yesterday in my own house, and uh -huh. I and I, uh, you know me, I I am quick to temper, sometimes. Uh, sat on the toilet, was having real bad stomach pain, so I was on there for a little bit. Finally got done. I look over. There's literally half a sheet on the fucking little card. I mean, so little that you could see mostly brown cardboard. So it's not like. Oh, there's like a full wrap and you might think there's enough. Someone literally had to leave half a sheet of toilet paper on the fucking roll. Didn't bother to replace it. And then in our in our replacement little tube underneath it, it's empty. I I was so fucking mad. I was just like the inconsiderate person. It's that's that's the kind of I, stuff to me that that's like I I totally get it. And 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 I think I there I wrote this quote down cuz uh that where they talk about East Coast versus West Coast, and East Coast is kind, <laughs> kind but not nice, and West Coast is nice but not kind. And I consider you more of a of an East Coast kind of guy. You'll get angry and upset and do that, but you'll still help someone out. You're gonna do it, and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna yell about yeah. it, but you're gonna be there. Where you know West Coast is a little bit more like oh, we're you know we're kind, but but we're not we we don't necessarily. I sometimes feel like I, uh, I, I suffer you. a little bit from that. But that's where I thought, I thought his character came across as someone that wasn't kind either. He was more, he was, well, I, he was just, he was angry and he would just kind of talk down to someone a lot um, and, and 
because yeah he was having a hell of a day and i think this was based off john hughes actually had an experience and uh before he, he actually ended up in kansas okay <laughs> that that whole plane that first plane flight is literally from his life yeah he, he was leaving new york trying to get to chicago it got rerouted to kansas uh, uh, Wichita, I believe, and all that was littered. The rest of it was kind of not the same, but apparently it did take him five days to get back to Chicago, which I was like, God damn, like how far? I mean, so someone brought this up that like this, this couldn't happen today. This movie couldn't happen today because of cell phones. Oh, okay. Sure. Right. I know, you know it was, it was really weird. You see the, the, his wife going to bed, um, you know, not knowing where he's at because he can't make a phone call because the locks on the on the phone in the hotel. Yeah. Um, uh, well, which is it's an interesting thing, too, is is that whole dynamic between him and her. Like, you know, she kind of almost thinks like something's up. Well, apparently you know, like, that was part of uh, the extended cut. I guess there's like the original cut was almost four hours long and there was a whole yeah. sequence where she thought he was having an affair, you know, going off and traveling with a woman and stuff. So, yeah. um that was Steve. Which Martin could have been said, interesting. Said, I think when he read the script, uh, the only reason he did it was because of that whole, uh, you know, fuck the this. fuck you, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> but uh, he even said, How, "Where are you going to cut the movie down?" Because uh, he warned John Hughes that it was way too long. Yeah, it was. It was that scene and uh, this the this chair in the car, the the electric chair that got broken. Okay. He apparently thought that was really funny, and I could see that. That was that, That's a Steve Martin thing. And I guess John um, Hughes wasn't even going to direct it, but once Steve Martin got on board, he's like, nah, I'm going to work mean, with Steve Martin. <laughs> so apparently uh, in, in interviews with John Candy and um, Steve Martin, uh, they both say this is one of their favorite movies that they've ever been in. Cool. Um, well, they, they had a friendship, a really good friendship, up until his death about seven years later. Uh, so, so there was a quote I saw on this and Steve Martin talked about uh, in an interview with the late John Candy that he said that he saw similarities of the character Dell in him. And uh, let me read this real quick. He says uh, he was very he's a very sweet guy, very sweet and complicated. And so and so he was always friendly, always outgoing and, you know, funny and nice and polite. But you could tell he had a kind of a little broken heart inside him. And I was like, God damn, that's uh, I mean. That's so true when you think about John Candy. I mean, he he always was that sweet, happy guy. You always hear about that, and he always seemed like that in his movies. But you know, when you when you look at you know outside of it and stuff like that, the you know we got guys like Robin Williams, same kind of thing, where they 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 put on that show for people. Sure. And they have that little bit of broken heart, and and yeah, it's a perfect character for John Candy. This, and I I, I thought it was great. It was um, it was a it was one of the first roles that he got to show more of his vulnerable side, his human side. <laughs> and man, that, I mean, the, the finale, when he, when you kind of learn his story and, uh, oh, his dead wife know. thing. Oh yeah. my God. Of course, all the, a, everyone's, everyone's, you know, not crying, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so, I mean, we get that scene. There's, there, there's a lot, these are very quotable movie too, right? I mean, I know I, I quote <laughs> so many times. Those aren't pillows. Sure. You know, uh, just randomly, just not anytime someone says something about where's your hands. I'm like, Oh, those aren't pillows. Um, that's just one of those. Uh, but, uh, it was the, um, I'm okay with me or I like me, uh, speech that he gives the, that first, uh, tear down in the, in the hotel room. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those, yeah, he, he's very vulnerable and, 
someone brought up the fact that it, it's like 23 minutes into the movie, and they they did that scene uh, because they really want you to like John Candy's character. They really want you to to feel, you know, for Dell. And I was like, yeah, they they probably needed to do that because I after that bathroom scene, I was like, I would have killed this motherfucker. It almost seemed like they went a little <laughs> overboard with with his his. And his annoyances, his annoyances, like taking his socks off right in front of him uh, and rubbing his feet on I mean, a plane. I know that's that's so, so obviously uh, ridiculously yeah. wrong to do. And and he just does it. And so it almost seems like he's unaware. And I don't get that from his character. So I think that was, you know, that was something that was a little bit oh, flawed. With you're the, right. You're right on that, especially when he gives his speech. He's like, "Yeah, I talk a lot, but I also listen a lot." Like, if you listened, you wouldn't do half the sh- you wouldn't do half the shit that annoys people like that. Yeah, I think they if they were going to go that route, they would have had to tie it to why is he motivated to do this? Because he's smart enough to know that this is not a, yeah. not okay. But they never really addressed that. Unless that's a good point. They they could have tied that together yeah. <laughs> some psychological, uh, you know, need to get attention through annoyances because he doesn't have his wife. But, oh, you know, you know, but that they makes never, a lot more they, sense. But they never really, uh, they never talk about, they that might've been in one of those cutscenes. It might've been one of the cutscenes. Uh, lot, a lot of, uh, um, big name actors too, with, with some, uh, some cameos in this. Oh yeah. Uh, a, a, a Kevin Bacon. Right. Uh, <laughs> and this is when Kevin Bacon's pretty big. It you is. Know. Well, he was shooting the movie. They were already shooting She's Having a Baby. And a lot of people think that he was playing the role from She's Having a Baby. Oh, that, that's funny. That and, and, I mean, that's a movie that Neil Page's wife is watching when they cut to her. She's Having a Baby <laughs> is on the screen. But the movie doesn't come out until 1988. So there's a little bit of a, a time warp here. She gets to see the, oh. cause he's got, I guess John Hughes is like, I don't know, maybe it was in the editing room. He's like, well, here's some footage that I can throw on the TV or something. That's hilarious. And, but then not only that in, she's having a baby, John Candy has a little cameo playing Chet from the great outdoors. Um, yeah. And, and so I guess this is just something John Hughes does. He kind of tries to tie his, his movies together with these little connections, which is great. Um, there, there is a, uh, a theory also that, um, John Candy's character, Dell from this movie is, uh, the same character that is in home alone where he, uh, he runs into the mom at the airport and and where she's trying to get home. And so is he he in home alone? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So. Now there's a scene where they're they're driving down the wrong way on the the highway and they go between the two big trucks and they have the the cut scene where you see them both as skeletons and then and then he looks back over and John Candy's the devil. So the theory is is I that John I love Can- that. I love <laughs> I love his laugh there. It's so out of place, it's pretty scary, but it's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> just the 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 the, the, action, the outfit. It's it, it's not yeah. like they. I mean, he's wearing this kind of. <laughs> it reminds this me tiny, of uh, tight. <laughs> it's, it reminds it's, me of Large Marge from Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. I actually watched a pod uh, a a YouTube video where someone was 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 
mentioning that same thing. He was saying, this is a scary scene. And it's a, t- where yeah. it was where they, I think that was the, the, the title of the YouTube video is where, where planes, trains and automobiles went large Marge, you know, and, and it <laughs> equated the two scenes. Cause, uh, cause yeah, that's, that's a classic, classic scene from Pee Wee's big adventure when, when so, she kind of morphs so the, into that. Yeah. Right. The theory is though, that he is actually the devil Right. And, and this and everything that's happening to uh, uh, Neil is because of him. And then in in Home Alone, uh, the mom says that she was sell her soul just to get home. And that's when John Candy shows up and he's like, <laughs> you know, what's going on? And so I was like, oh, damn, like. That's freaking hilarious, and and someone to pick that up. I was like, that's pretty funny because she ends up getting home, yeah. You know, so it's just one of those. And he's like asking, it it just it fits the way they were talking about. It. I was like, they oh, they man. list John Car- Candy as the as the polka king of the Midwest in Home Alone. So I guess that's yeah, that's that's his credited role. But yeah, I, I mean, I I totally get why why uh, <laughs> why neil page is looking at him like he's the devil um but that's 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 great selling your soul to to get home to right to kevin <laughs> um one of the one of the other things i uh was thinking about this too is uh, a lot of people were saying that this was their absolute favorite john candy movie okay like it's not my favorite um i've got a couple i actually picks, but i think i think uncle buck is better I have far. not seen Uncle Buck. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, now I know. I I was not Uncle a huge Bu- John Candy fan. Um, I I uh, I I mean, I re- I remember seeing Stripes when that came out, and and oh right, um, and <laughs> I love that. He, he kind of had these. He Splash. He was great in Splash. Booster's uh-huh. Millions. I remember that one. Um, but um, Spaceballs. Yeah. Yeah, see, I wasn't a big Spaceballs fan. I, I, I'm not a Mel Brooks humor oh, okay. uh, guy. So, so maybe that was something that kind of turned me off. But I never, I never saw The Great Outdoors. I never saw oh. Who's Harry Crumb. Crumb, uh, yeah. Uh, Uncle it's Buck, I didn't see that. Um, Uncle I, Buck is so good. Um, but I did see Cool Runnings. And uh, again, that's more of a, a straight... A straight role, but uh, I right. thought he was great in that. I think I think he works. He does better he, when it, when it's comedy. I think it's better as more of a minor role. Um, but when yeah, yeah. When it's a lead, I think he can, especially when he can get that vulnerable side exposed. He he. Well, I think that's what Uncle Buck. Roles, I think yeah. that's where Uncle Buck. You really get uh, okay. You get a side of him that's that's so good. Um, t- that to me is is. I think that's my favorite John Candy movie. That's, um, that was also with, directed by John Hughes too. So yeah, and then outside of that, it's got to be Spaceballs. But that's just I, I like Mill Brooks. Um, I, I to me, Spaceballs <laughs> is such a hilarious. Like that's one of those ones that like was made you know in the eighties, but to me still holds up, and I will laugh my ass off the whole time through. Uh, where a lot of eighties comedies don't always hold up as well. So. Um, what about what about buddy yeah, I was, movies? I, I I wrote down a bunch okay. of buddy movies because uh, you've got you know what when I looked up buddy movies you know this was one of them that was listed on top ten of people. Uh, the, you know the mm. number one one number one mo- buddy movie list listed was a uh, weapon. Nope, that was on there, uh, but it wasn't the number one. The number one was top. Big Toy, Trouble in Little China. Toy Story. Buzz oh, Light, okay, yeah. Buzz Lightyear and and. Uh, 
and uh, what's his name? Tom Kanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Yanks. Tom, Tom Yanks. <laughs> um, nice. 48 Hours is another one. Rush Hour, Stir Crazy, you know, anything with Richard, oh, Stir Richard Crazy. Pryor and, and yeah. uh, uh, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Twins is is a good one. <laughs> Odd Couple, obviously. Um, that was one of the one of the early ones, the Neil Simon one. But my favorite is uh, Midnight Run with Charles Grodin oh. and um, and Robert De Niro. I I absolutely love that movie, and it's a certain style of humor. Charles Grodin has that dry humor. I like how Robert De Niro tries to play the tough guy, but just can't figure out how to navigate Charles Grodin's character. And it's just so funny to watch. Uh, so I don't know if you've seen that one, but um, no, I, uh, un- I unpopular it. opinion. Uh, I don't care for Robert De Niro. I, I don't like a lot of his movies. Um, he got more about political. Him. He got more political in the last five years too, or you know. But, uh, no, uh, this is this has always been really just one of those things. Yeah. Oh I just my have, gosh. <clears throat> I, I don't, I mean, there's something about Raging him that's always bugged me. And, uh, I know he he's made some great movies, and there's some stuff I just there's a lot of stuff about him that I've just King never of Comedy. Uh, uh, the one that I do like is um, Rupert Pumpkin uh, in King of Comedy. He's hilarious. No, he's a dweeb. <laughs> uh, what's the one um, where he plays the the pirate? Um, oh King sure, guy. yeah, um, the gay the gay pirate. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's the only one that I've ever been like, oh, I kind of like him in this one. It's like Dust um, or something. Some. Uh... Yeah, I can't think of it right now. Stardust. Okay. Stardust. Okay. Stardust. Uh, but yeah, that's the only one. I just, I've never liked him that much. Uh, here's a quick take. What would you, what would you call your, do you think your favorite Steve Martin movie? Okay. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I mentioned He's Roxanne. He's got a lot. I mentioned yeah. Roxanne. I, I was a huge fan of Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid when that came out. I think I mentioned it earlier. Right. Uh, that was 1982. I think I saw it for my birthday. So I must have been, I would have been 12. Um, there was something about it. I loved that style of his, hu- uh, you know, that humor. And I think I, I think he went away from it. You know, once he, he, yeah. ban- he abandoned stand up or he left stand up and then, and then started exploring. I wasn't a big fan of, I mean, Three Amigos is fun. But it, it didn't it didn't resonate. Um, yeah, it gets a little. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, I I think oh, that's a good was one. was good but not great. Parenthood was more of an ensemble cast, and he was really a straight role. I think it's a great movie. L.A. Stories, a lot of fun, um, and that was great uh, uh, for a film that really explored L.A. culture like nothing else had. But I think right. Roxanne is my favorite. I think that's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Interesting enough, uh, Cheaper by the Dozen is is probably my favorite movie with him oh, in it. Oh, well, geez, I haven't seen that. Okay. Oh, you haven't? <laughs> no. Oh, it's, I, I mean, I've I enjoy Father it. the Bride. I think... I think That's I think a good I, one, too. I think I got a little bored with that, that role. He got kind of typecast into the straight man, uh, father figure type role, and I... After and after parents, parenthood, parenthood, he, yeah. he nailed it, and then after that, he he kind of reprised it. But again, I didn't see Cheaper by the Dozen, so I don't know. It's I, I don't know. If it's kind of more of a Disney fan. version of it's. It's more of a a, a kid friendlier version of uh, Father of the Bride. 
it, it's it's okay. they have tw- they have twelve kids kind of thing, and it's it's so the chaos that goes all along with that. But it's just one of those movies I've always enjoyed. Uh, I don't know if it if because it was uh, I think it came out when I had I, I think I had my kids by then. It was it was just one of those ones that it just it it hit me just in the right time, and uh, I just enjoyed it. And uh, I still enjoy it, and I'll go back and watch it to this day. Yeah, it came out in 2003, so my kids were young at that time. Uh, I had all three of them by that. So I think it that's where it resonated with me, and it, it latched on. And, and it is. It's one of those chaos with 12 kids and what could go on. What is it? I love movies that are rewatchable, uh, you know, that, that, that just continue to resonate emotionally, you know, and get to you, um, that are... Especially, especially ones that are more, don't get all too stuck on the nostalgia factor. It's more, it's more just everyday things that resonate. Dan in real life, Roxanne. um, Yeah. uh, But even Midnight Run. Oh man, I love that. This this is a movie that obviously I saw it in the theater and didn't really return to it. So it doesn't have quite the rewatchability, but it certainly has moments that, that resonate very effectively and are, are funny. And, and it's uh, funny. I thought the same thing. I didn't think this, I, I do, this isn't a movie I go back to every year, but yeah. I hear there's people that watch this every Thanksgiving or every holiday season. Yeah. When uh, I was listening, watching some of the YouTube stuff, I didn't see anyone that was given it, negative props it was all this is a classic this is great yeah. uh, so i was like well what am i missing and, and i was almost trying to evaluate what don't i like about it but uh well okay I, it didn't it didn't impress on you when you saw it and that's i think part of what it is it, it it's it's got to be where you see it and i think seeing this in the theater might not have that same effect this is more of a cult classic-y type movie yeah. where you kind of catch it on the down low. You maybe someone has a VHS and you're watching it at their house, uh, and and you know it's everything that goes into it. Like you're all laughing at you know whatever's going on, and it impress you know impresses on you. And I think that's where this movie is is it gets its hold on people, yeah. and then so they they go back and they get those same feelings. Because yeah, I could, I I mean, I watched it. It didn't it didn't pass the phone test. Uh, you know, I, I definitely. Uh, but the, but then again, there were things that I really really laughed at, and I think it has. I think it also has some of that failures from older comedy that just doesn't hold up today. Well, um, I won. I mean, part of it also for me was when I saw it. It was the whole movies beforehand from John Hughes. You had Sixteen Candles, oh god, classic yeah. Breakfast Club, just. Like, you know, hit me at the same age. I was the same age as the as the actors in that when that came yeah. out. So it was just like it resonated. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, um, even Weird Science, which I, I thought was fun. It wasn't as much of a classic. But um, but yeah, this one, just I, it, it seemed there were a lot of things that were predictable. It didn't uh, it, it wasn't as nuanced as, as his other stuff or wasn't as wasn't as clever. It was just a well, little it's also one of those. It's obvious. A, it, it gets old, everything going bad. Yeah. You're like, how many, t- I mean, we all know, yeah, they've done movies. It just, uh, when shit goes bad, it just continues, no matter what's going, I mean, the whole fact when he got, like, I understand when he got dropped off at the, the car lot and he goes in, there's all those cars and he goes in, the one car that's missing is his and he has to walk back. Yeah, I would have fucking been livid. <laughs> I know. Livid. I mean, I probably would have beat the shit out of a car that was there 
I, you know, it just went, I probably would have stole a car that was there. I would have broken in and hotwired it. Yeah. I mean, and you know, that's, just... that's such a classic scene, but it got one upped by Seinfeld when he did that in, in the, in, <laughs> in, in, in his thing, when he, when he, when he has a reservation for a car and he's, he's talking to the, to the yeah. person and she's like, Oh, we're out of, we're out of minivans, but I have a reservation. Yeah. But you know, and he, he's like, he has that whole conversation about what a reservation is yeah. all about. Um, and that became almost like it overshadowed this scene because <laughs> I don't know this. So they could have made this a, a PG movie. Sure. Right? It was just that one scene that, that got the, they R-rated. made the choice yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's 60 seconds long <laughs> and there's well, 19 fucks. I wonder if that's how, if that was in uh, Steve Martin's contract. Cause if that's what attracted him to the movie and he's like, I'll do this movie. If I get to do this scene, I bet, I bet that was probably something that he said. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> if that was, I, lo- I mean, because that's that's <laughs> why he took the role. Yes, apparently. So exactly. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of the the actress that is uh, answers. She's the the. Uh, it's Edie Edie McClurg is the car rental agent, right? Oh, she's, right. She's been in a ton of stuff. She's she was. Well, yeah, they have a lot of cameos from people from from uh, like Ferris Bueller and a lot of John yeah. Hughes movies because she's yeah. in Ferris Bueller and so is uh, so <laughs> so is the the dad of Ferris Bueller at the beginning. Right, right. And uh, and even the guy who goes Bueller, Bueller isn't he someone yeah. in this too? And <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, so uh, apparently they just that whole conversation she's having on the phone was ad libbed. He goes, yeah, just make some shit up. And so that was all ad-libbed, and I thought it was great. It was so perfect and <laughs> just a hilarious scene. And apparently they were saying that uh, when she goes and does, like, you know, guest star appearances and stuff like that, she gets a lot of fans that come up and tell they want her to tell them to fuck off. <laughs> so, I was like, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I think for me, as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, my God, it's, you know, it's the her, her from Ferris Bueller is probably her biggest – to me, uh, spot that I remember her from. Yeah. But yeah, that was, it was a funny, but I, I totally get it. I mean, to me, that's, that wasn't him being angry. That was him. He, that was the straw that broke the camel's back after all the shit that had gone on that I, I get it, you know? So it it was funny. Interesting. It was funny in the, in the airplane when, you know, he starts throwing a fit with the, with the, uh, because he uh, didn't get his first class because he doesn't get his first class seat. And, uh, and the way he's talking, it's like, you can't get away with that these days, or at least it it, it got a little. I actually, I'm going to disagree with you on that. Okay. I think people, I think people are getting away with more now. They act up more now and get away with it before. That, like back in the the 80s that way the the stewardess just told you to sit sit the fuck down and you would do it now people get all up in their fucking art and it, you might have worse you know it might go bad for you but i think people are acting up more now than they used to maybe i've just seen i i the way it went and the way he kind of elevated like you know if, i i it almost made like he, it almost sounded like he was making a threat and i could see these days that they would just like say you know, you're off or something like that. Oh yeah. So yeah, exactly. I mean, you get away. I think it's happening more. I think people are a lot ruder today and, and a lot more, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of the right word, but just, uh, selfish and, and, and act like they're, they can just get away with whatever they want. But then again, the punishments are a lot fucking more severe. Like yeah. people are getting no fly at all. Like, like drop of the hat now. 
And and they and they deserve it. You act up like that, you should be kicked off the plane and said you can't fly no more. Fuck you. Find a find a train, find a fucking automobile. Yeah. I don't you know, I when I fly, I don't I don't see it. Um I haven't so, seen it. So I, I think it, I think it's one of those things that we, you know we see it all the time on on um, you know meme sites or something like that. Because because what happens when anyone throws a fit it in goes, a public environment? <laughs> people whip out their phone and they post it. You know, and so yeah. so we get and exposed to all that and... stuff. And that and so that looks like normal behavior. That seems like the norm. But really, when it, when we're out and traveling, and you know. 95% of the people out there are fine. There's like, everything's cool and trying it to is. make things. I think, I, I, yeah. I think, I think, I think human nature gets a bad rap these days because yeah. of everything gets posted on social media. So it just makes you kind of sometimes wish you were there for some of that. <laughs> like, like, like sometimes you're like, Oh man, I wish I was there. I'd have just slapped the fuck out of them and told them like, shut up, you know, quit being such a douche. But then again, you know, it probably, it probably, backfire on me if i was there because i would do something stupid like that but yeah it is uh but i get it you know the <laughs> the scene where uh they first are going to go to the train and they're waiting out front this is kind of the first time they kind of had that little heart-to-heart talk they're sitting out front and they're waiting for so-and-so's nephew <laughs> the guy pulls up in the truck and he is just country bumpkin like like very low IQ, like he does the, <laughs> the snort and the spit. And didn't he make a so lot of money on this movie though? He just had like a little bit that bit role, but they kept postponing uh, his scene, so he got to he. Oh, I don't know about that. I, I, I just I, know he. Yeah, I heard he was a classically trained uh, like uh, stage actor. I've seen him in other things. I think he was in like <laughs> Phenomenon and. Uh, I I just thought I was like that's hilarious. Um, you know, it just was one of those is like, oh, my God, that's funny. Um, but, yeah, I just there's just so much stuff in this that it's it's fun. like right in the back of the truck. And then the dog won't let him get the gloves. And then uh, uh, the best part of that scene is at the end where they finally pull over and like they're just snow coated. Like they, they show John Candy and then they show, uh, you know, uh uh, Steve Martin, and they both kind of got that frosted, like, I've been out in the snow, but I haven't been moving. And then they showed the dog, and the dog's got the same look. And I was just like, that to me was hilarious. I, I, I Stuff like that made me laugh. Things things like, uh, you, you know, the scene when they get pulled over by the cop, which Michael McKeon from Spinal Tap, I, I don't think right? his cameo was very impressive because he just... He had a few lines and nothing stood out. But I love John Candy where he was talking about the uh, he was talking <laughs> the about the radio. He's talking about the car and how all this stuff happened. But the radio still works. I don't know why. You know, you will go figure. It just it it's almost one of those things that people would argue about when they're podcasting about movies. Why you know why is the the car so <laughs> so trashed and the radio still works? But here it is, right in the movie, and he just explains it. I don't know why. It's such a it's a it's a fluke of nature. You know? So I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> no, no, it was. That that scene actually was funny. The car scene that I didn't care for that actually kind of annoyed me and some people enjoy is the car where uh, Steve Martin is going to go to sleep, right? He's kind of curling over. He's like, hey, uh, I'm going to put my wallet in the glove box. Don't let me forget it. First off, I would never fucking put my wallet in a glove box that in a car that wasn't mine because you, you never know what's going to happen. So that right there was like, oh, red flags. But then that shit John Candy was doing, you're trying to sleep, and he's got that fucking music playing and singing and dancing. I was like, I'd have beat the fuck. I'd be like, dude, I'm trying to sleep. Shut the fuck up. But then 
it, it just it goes it i mean it's funny but it's also one of those like god how dumb can you be you know the whole taking right. off the jacket thing yeah. and and how it locks up like and gets both arms. it's just like it's where you gotta you, you gotta go okay we're gonna go with the what's the worst thing could happen comedy stuff and and you know <laughs> with with everything that's happened you kind of like oh god this shit really and, it, and to me though that that scene as funny as it was it was also like that's it started to get annoying to me i was like god damn it like <laughs> I yeah oh. it, it was a one joke scene that they just kept kept extending mm-hmm. um and but we've all been there too we've all tried to take our jacket off without stopping yeah yeah, but it's and and we all know why we don't why why it's so hard is because you like okay I got to make sure I keep control of this car so as soon as the one arm is caught you're like yeah I'm 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 just gonna slow down and stop because <laughs> he's not gonna wake up who and if he does so what he goes back to sleep why would you keep like just slow down pull over take your jacket off and then start up again yeah it was just one of those it's like yeah that. I think this was a movie where the writing was a little lacking, which is too bad. Okay. It's John yeah, yeah. Hughes, but but because I really enjoy Steve Martin, I think he was given a role that was a little too too straight, un, unforgiving. <laughs> I don't know. He just he came across abrasive. I didn't understand his relationship with his family when he's. He, <laughs> That's he seemed, a lot. Of- <laughs> he seemed to be set off a little too easily. I, I, and you make a good point that the, some of the stuff that was coming at him was would have would have sent any even the, the straightest person, the, the most down to earth, nicest guy to the stratosphere when it comes to rage. But but I never saw him. I never saw the steps that got him there. It just seemed like he he took off a little too quickly with his anger. Um, and I think. Uh, I like, I love John Han- John Candy and the way he he played this role, but it seemed there was a lot of contradictions in the role too. That John Candy had that, the easier role of the person to like. You know, they they put that in the movie. He's because he, he's the happy-go-lucky guy, so everybody's trying to like him. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when you have a kid that you know is kind of just a little dumb. He's not all there. People tend to like him and try and look out for him. That was John Candy in this well, movie. Gosh, what's the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Where you got you've got <laughs> Michael Caine, is Michael Caine and and uh, Steve Martin and playing Steve Martin. These, you know the scoundrels. They're they're hateable guys, but there's that classic scene where Steve Martin gets to play the role of the the, the dumb brother who yeah. you know you know. <laughs> Can I go to the mother, bathroom? Mother, you know, yeah, it, that whole scene is, I remember just laughing so hard because this was my moment where I got to see, you know, Steve Martin doing his stand-up again. And and in retrospect, looking back, it's like, yeah, that was a little bit of a stretch. And you see, like, little signs of that in a lot of his movies. Like in this one, when he's talking about, I, I don't know, he does some hand gesture or something that comes across. Oh. And I remember that from the trailer when they when they when they originally advertised this movie, it made it look like he was into his old comic shtick, he's, and, he's and that's kind of what yeah. what got me excited. And yet, it's just this kind of little little glimpse of that. Um, and I I wonder if they do that in movies where someone's known well, for kind of this outlandish behavior, they, <laughs> they do a little tiny scene so that they can entice people to come see it just well, for that. But, they cut two and a half hours pretty know, much out of God. this movie. I know. And I so what I what I need to happen now 
is I need ja Zack Snyder to get a hold of uh, planes, trains, and automobiles and get this Zack Snyder cut. I mean, we've seen a couple of cut scenes, but I, I did see an extended scene on the airplane when he's, you know, he's got his, what, what, what is it? It's a scene where he's got his food. Was that, was was that in the movie? Where no, I didn't, he, I, no, I didn't see that yeah, at all. Yeah, you can find that on YouTube where, where he, you know, Steve Martin's trying to eat. He's got some really old lasagna and... Um, <laughs> And the guy next to him, the, the you know the other guy that's that's sleeping on his on his oh, right, shoulder, right, yeah. you know they're actually he gets into the conversation, but he can't hear very well, so they have a little. But it so so there are some scenes out there that they they've they've posted, but very few to really you know to really make up that sort of of time. Um, and so I wonder released, if that would have changed the characters. Maybe how, how maybe. much? Um, it sounded like uh, John Hughes was doing a lot of writing during the. During the filming, though, so he may have it may have been kind of like uh, um, what not oh, Lord of the Rings, but changed. Uh, <laughs> not, what was the what was the prequels? The the uh, Hobbit. Yeah, the Hobbit, where you see you see the director trying to write the scenes as he went, and you yeah. know, and it's like, oh yeah, that's why that movie didn't turn out so good because they didn't do much planning. It's possible yeah. that John Hughes was just writing a lot of the scenes and trying to throw. Well, he wrote there. the main the basis of it in three days. Right. Okay. Like a 90 so the basis is it's a you know it's a nightmare of travel and you got this odd couple. But is there really much more? Because I wasn't very satisfied with the ending. It seemed like it had a very sweet, warm ending, and I know it changed. They, I guess <laughs> they, they did. A, uh, but but it still seemed like you know he shows up, they all smile, and then it and then it ends. You don't. You, well, you don't, you're supposed to go out on the fact is like okay these guys become lifelong friends and stuff like that. Yeah. So the original ending was just him going off on the train. Oh, I thought it, it was, no, I thought it was, he followed him home. Um, oh, the, what I heard was it was just him going on the train and that was where it was going to fade to black, you know, or cut to Boba Fett. Uh, however <laughs> you want to go to it. But, uh, nice, so, nice. uh, <laughs> So uh, apparently that that scene is is uh, where he's kind of giggling and laughing about the memories. Uh, wasn't even originally part of it. Uh, they just filmed him kind of. They they just were filming Steve Martin kind of drive going off on the the train. And what happened was is they left the the camera rolling, and apparently that was just Martin going off doing his thing. And so it then it, Hughes okay. goes, "Oh, okay, let's change this and make this happen." Uh, and then it was the go back and get him. I, I and, saw a write up on that, but I didn't know which scene they were talking about. So that's the scene. I get it. I get it. I, I think I thought I, I mean, that he had followed him home, and they never. He never actually got. No. It, it, it was more like. Well, I don't know. Like well, maybe he showed up at the house afterwards. In a I, way, I, I mean, I I like the ending in a way because it kind of shows that okay, Steve Barton isn't an angry guy. He was in hell position of everything going haywire and when it's all said and done when he looks back when 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 everything's going okay and you know it's going to finally work out and, and shit's going to happen the way it needs to happen you get a relax and you can look back and you go yeah that was kind of funny but in the time when it's going on you know you, you're you're losing your fucking mind i mean i've got i've got so many situations where that's the case i and i'm glad I they had a moment in like the the you know, two thirds of the way where they did already get to look back. You remember that and this and that, and they were kind of laughing about, about that stuff. So they kind of yeah. went through that stage uh, in the movie effectively. Yeah. And I think what it was is, is, you know, they were really playing off the fact that, 
they got John Candy, you know, his wife, you know, we got the, who carries around a picture of their wife for their traveling. You know, we, we get this, this, the sad story that we find out, Oh, he, you know, his wife's been dead for eight years or whatever it was. And he's homeless essentially, which makes sense of that's why he's carrying around that big ass trunk. The trunk. I, I did a lot of research on this, the, the what's in Dell's trunk. Cause they, you know, he does pull out a picture, but I'm, and, and maybe he's got some of his shower curtain things. I think that's, yeah. I think it does say on there, uh, uh, CO American light fixture, shower curtain ring division, but he's got all these stickers and stuff. But I mean, this trunk is obnoxiously big and it almost yes. becomes kind of a metaphor for him not being able to, to part with his, 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 uh, his past. And he's just, he and I heard I heard all these different you know they were like does he does he have his wife's dead body in there <laughs> is he carrying around her her ashes and I was like oh that's so wrong but uh, they never actually reveal it they never I mean he does pull the the picture out but it, they never go through it or anything like that and well, Steve Martin does some a great job when he's like that that becomes uh, the the mo the moments the moment where he, you can visually see that he is starting to. To be kind, you know, do something yeah. to, to help out because he knows he's crossed a line. With, he does it. He does you know. it more than once. Yeah. Well, does. I mean, it starts. It starts with that fucking trunk too, because like he's <laughs> right. going, and he goes. He's about to get that cab, and he gets tripped. And no, he turns around the and trunk stuff. saved his life. If the trunk wasn't there, he would have run right in front of that car. It would have smacked him, and he'd have been he'd have been a roadkill. Because. <laughs> Maybe, maybe it wouldn't interfered with him enough, and he, and he would have got through, got the cab, been on the plane, and had no problem. We don't we don't really know. No, because I mean, the plane was already delayed. He would have gotten to the well. He got, when he got there, it delayed. My biggest thing is is like, I would have just stayed at the the airport. Like he looks over at the guy sleeping on the ground, and he's like, "Oh, I can't." I'm like, "Who fucking cares, dude? I've slept in way worse places than airports. Yeah, yeah. way worse places than airports, and." What kicks me is is if you think about it and you're watching it and listening, when they're in the hotel room getting the hotel, uh, I, th I think it's in the background. And they say, "Oh yeah, and flights will be uh, starting up again soon." Out of uh, <laughs> so, if they would have stayed at the airport, he probably would have gotten on a plane and been fine. <laughs> yeah, was, and and this is a moment where I thought I thought it was fair because you, there's there's moments we have all in our whole life where it's a split decision where it's like, yeah, we, ha we can either go you know, left or right. And there's something that pushes up us one direction. And so that's all that was really trying to say is that, you know, he didn't want to sleep there, but you know, he's got this obnoxious guy, but then he looked at the guy. And so he made his decision yeah. and once you oh, make yeah. it, that's the direction you go. So that was okay. But I, we, we yeah. do. And I, I've done this before and I look back and I'm like, man, if I had just done this differently, things would have been so different. But then you think, okay, that one change, right? Butterfly effect. It's it's you change one thing, and how many other things are different? You know, I, I think about that. Uh, you know, uh, if I would have stayed in the Coast Guard, how different my life would be. You know, yeah, if I would have stayed in and retired, I wouldn't be where I am now, just with more money. I would be somewhere completely different. And so, you know, it's one of those things. Is like, yeah, it, it's interesting to go back and think, like, oh, what would I have done different? And you know. Everything has a cause, you know, the, you know, a lot of the, the, the real religious people, you know, God always has a plan, you know, it may not Fate. seem like it, yeah, it yeah. yeah, it may not seem like he's got you going in the direction you want to go, but he's got the, him go, you going in the direction he wants you to go kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, I can see that. So yeah, maybe this whole trip and all that he went through was to get him to realize that 
he needs to to lighten up a little bit, spend more time at home, and maybe he's the one that literally comes back and and because he befriends Dell, he ends up saving Dell, right? You know, uh, you know, there's a lot of those underlying and saving himself, with, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, to me, I look at Dell as he's that kind of guy that he. He's almost obnoxious to get that attention because he doesn't have anything else, right? And those are those people that I and I want to bring this down and hopefully this doesn't trigger anybody, but those are the people that kind of end up committing suicide kind of thing where they have they don't have a lot of else and they kind of start to, you know, if if he thought this guy could have been a friend and and it just didn't work out, he could have went down a rabbit hole. But, you know, because everything happened, he came back now lifelong friends, you know, kind of thing like that. That's I, I looked at it like that. And so, yeah, a good feel, feel good at the end for sure. Yes. Yeah. It's, I don't know if that's what he was going for, but that's kind of what I pulled out of it a little bit. Yeah. You brought it to a level where I, I anything I say now is going to, going to sound a little uh, <laughs> <laughs> like platitudes or something. But um, one <laughs> sorry, of the things sorry. I was, I, I, I don't know if it was this movie or some of my early travel experiences, but I remember traveling on, you know, Wednesday night before Thanksgiving uh, <laughs> back when I was in college and just getting caught in nasty traffic. And also I went and picked my brother up once uh, yeah. I think for when he was up going to school at in uh, Santa Barbara, UC Santa Barbara. And we had to drive back and the traffic was, it, you know, it took twice as long. It's like a four hour oh. drive typically in took seven or eight hours. It was, it was horrible. And after that, I never, (laughs) I never travel on, on Wednesdays. Um, I'll, I'll always either get Wednesday off, uh, and And day before and and the day before and do a travel. Cause I often, we often go to my mom's, uh, down, down in orange. So it's a long drive. Never do, uh, do airports. (laughs) You know, and maybe, so maybe it was movies like this, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And I say like this, I don't know if there were other ones that just kind of, that, that kind of create this, wow. this something in your brain that says, whatever you do, don't travel during Thanksgiving, you know, or if you do uh, go through, you know, we did a lot of travel on, on Thanksgiving itself. And we celebrate on Friday because, because it's so much easier to travel on a, on a Thursday. And, uh, and it's, it's I have to say I'm lucky that, uh, uh I've never had to plane travel during holidays for anything thank yeah. god um we did do a lot of driving in you know two three hours to yeah. get to family a lot of like coming home at midnight on christmas eve because we'd spend uh you know christmas eve in sacramento and then run back to to petaluma the next you know that late at night and get up at four in the morning when the girls get up and want their damn presents and <laughs> you know it's the shit you do as parents that you know it's like oh but now we don't we don't do any of that shit no more. Oh, I know, like, and it's uh, so well, it's so, so expensive nice. for for you know families of four or five to to travel on an airplane. Oh, so so not only the crowds, but just the price tag. So that's where you know who cares about gas prices. But if you you know right. if if you've got you know if you could pile five people in one car, uh, then <laughs> it, it, it's so cheap comparatively. So that's why I always drive to Vegas instead of fly. Yeah. It, it just, it, it's, 
I look at I'm like, yeah, it's going to take me about four more or five more hours. But you know what? I'm going to save like six, seven, eight hundred dollars. I tell you, yeah. when they when the last time I went, it was one hundred dollars round trip. That was fifty dollars one way, fifty dollars the other. And uh, I think that That's might have bad. been that might have been cheaper. I think that was just an introductory rate when this airline started flying to Vegas this summer. So yeah. I, I doubt it's that anymore. Yeah, I've always ended up having to drag more family with me, and it just is never, <laughs> never. Yeah. Except for when I went with you, I think it was the only time I didn't have other family that I would have had to pay for. So I just, uh, uh, but we had a road trip, and that was fun. I just talked to a friend last night that I haven't talked to in 30 years. We went to film school together. Oh. Uh, David Brooks, shout out to him. He actually made a movie. He's on IMDb. He's got, uh, he directed a movie um, uh, about a dozen years ago and uh, <laughs> I, I went I worked I did projects with him we lived in the same house for two years uh, we we got a house together and we had to get a couple other roommates but but he tracked me down on Facebook but um, we went to San Diego State uh, but uh, he told me that in 2016 he moved to Vegas so he's been living in Vegas uh, since 2016 I was like damn if I didn't know that I would try yeah you know, looked you up and we had gotten together because we did a, plenty of tournaments after that uh, right yeah so there's always time to go back Steve there's always time to go back <laughs> that's right well there's other reasons too not just uh, that's not true just that's tempo. true yeah um, <laughs> no that's really cool uh, I hope you told him hey I would do a podcast about movies you should check it out <laughs> We were sharing um, stuff. He sent me a bunch of old footage from from behind the scenes from when I was you know twenty years old working on these movies uh, oh. that we made. And oh my gosh, I was looking at it. I was just this scrawny little boy at twenty. Uh, it's 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 really weird to watch. So uh, we should review one of those one day. That'd yeah. Be fun. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Well, we can watch his movie is... and uh, and get him on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I'd be down for that. I'm all. That would be fun. Yeah. Um. This, this, like I said, this is some people's go-to holiday movie, um, and I get it. You know, uh, it's it's not my favorite John Hughes. It's not my favorite Steve Martin. It's not my favorite John Candy, but it's fun. Uh, will I watch this again? Probably someday. Will I watch it again soon? Probably not. Is it, if you were channel surfing, which I know is not something that happens much anymore because most people <laughs> don't have broadcast right? TV, they've got streaming. But if you were channel surfing and you and it was on, you know, is this a movie that you just continue on? You'd watch the scene and then maybe continue on or you'd finish the whole movie? I probably would uh, watch a scene and then continue on. Yeah, that's that's me too. That's kind of where I put um, it. I don't know why. It just seemed like fitting to rate this movie based on that. No, that, that's a <laughs> I, I, that's actually a really cool thing. Uh, I, I, yeah, I tried to think of some, some ideas of what to talk about. Oh, um, something with holidays, and I can't remember what it is now. But, yeah, yeah. It's funny you said channel surfing. Uh, you know, streaming is so easy, but it's almost annoying now. Like, uh, you know, when we used to tra channel surf, you kind of found stuff just randomly that you ended up channel watching. Channel surfing is more exciting. It's more, you don't know what's coming next, you know? Uh, so I, I agree. I find, it's not the same. I find a hard time. Like, there's so much good stuff out there, but it's like, I know I have to commit to two hours if I start that or... So now it's like I kind of just I oh I can go fall back on this and watch a half hour of that you know right now I'm currently watching Scrubs. You know, I've got it's... like three series I'm worth watching. I got Ozark. <laughs> I've got uh, that oh, uh, one with that'd be nice. with uh, uh, Hugh Laurie the and and then mm. which, what's that space the one, in one? Space? Avenue, Avenue Five. Um, 
I, ca- I caught up to the end, but now they've released a couple episodes since then, so I, I, I could probably go back. But then also, uh, that inspired me to go watch the last season of, of House, because I used to watch House like crazy. Oh, God, and, yeah. But I never watched the last season, so I pulled it up on Amazon Prime, because they've got it, and I started watching that. So I'm kind of tag-teaming around. I got these all these series that I just kind of... And, and of course, then I get these reports on my phone how much how much I've been watching and it's it's pretty sad. <laughs> Do you what you watch it on your phone? You watch stuff on your phone? Um, well, maybe it's Google because sometimes I'll watch it on my computer here. But okay. but I don't watch it typically on the TV because you know Cindy doesn't doesn't watch TV. She does a lot of reading and and uh, yeah. and 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 I'm fine. Uh, so if I so I'm watching in the living room, I'll typically just watch it on my phone. I got a big screen on my phone, and I throw my. I watch some stuff on my phone more, more like if I'm downloading something at, and then watching it while I'm working at work or something like that, uh, or, or traveling. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I have a laptop that I pretty much open for the podcast and that's about it. Uh, yeah. so most of the stuff I watch is on TV. I just, I hear a lot about a lot of people watching on their phone and, and, uh, it's just one of those, I was like, Hmm, I, I, maybe I should try that more often. I just. Maybe maybe I'd get more stuff in too. Um, I do it. I I kind of I got these headphones, these Bluetooth headsets, and I typically only pull. You know, they're they're not connected, so you could pull one out of the box and just put one. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'll do that that. a lot. Like when I'm cooking, I'll throw I'll throw uh, one earbud in, and uh, and I'll watch some. I'll watch a a show or something while I'm cooking. And, and it's good because I, I get good sound out of, out of the one ear, but then I can still kind of pay attention and pause if, yeah. if you know, family's talking. So I'm not, I'm not totally checked <laughs> out. Uh, but, uh, I have the, they're, they're, I think, uh, what are they called? The sound, sound something. They actually, uh, they're, they use vibration. They don't actually go over your ear. They go right in front of it. So neither one of my ears is covered completely. And, uh, it kind of uses vibration through your bones. Really good. I love it. Uh, and wow. because I have... It's it's so much better. Uh, uh, my daughter actually asked for them for Christmas, and I was like, "Oh, these are awesome!" And you know, I used them, and now I got them. I and swear by them. Uh, so good what, you, because you don't have to push anything in your ear. And and so it's for more for comfort, or uh, yes, it is. And and so you don't uh, you don't have something stuffed in like uh, uh the the ear pods or the air pods or whatever they're. They don't fit and stay in my ear, so they're constantly falling out. So, okay. like, yeah, I, I, I literally, I've got, I've got Beats, and they, they have this little ring that goes over the top of my yeah. ear because I, I go running uh, with them, and yeah. So, the, yeah, if I have something that's just stuffed to my ear, they'll pop out if I. Uh, they kind of remind me of something out of Star Trek because it kind of loops around the back and kind of holds over the front. Looks like a little Jordy LaForge kind of thing without the. <laughs> the <laughs> but I, I love it because my ears aren't covered and I don't have I don't ha- ne- have nearly the same uh, pain in my ears that I used to get from like just pressure oh, that's good. of having stuff pushing. So, yeah, if you're if you're looking for ear ear earbuds, ear pods, things like that that are great for that, uh, look into them. The the there's like a sound wave kind of thing. They use uh they actually use the um the t- sound waves. Um, travel through your bones of your jaw into your ear ear pad instead of going through your ear. So it's kind of cool. You can kind of uh, hear without. Like I actually put ear. Uh, what do those say? Uh, where you put them in for uh, <laughs> so you can't hear. Uh, uh, why can't I think? Um, Noise canceling. Oh, wait, are you talking about just no, no, like plugs? like the 
Earplugs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> S- simple little earplugs. I'll put those in there with those with those on and it actually gets louder. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. It's it's really the vibrations. Cool. It's like science, yeah. bitch, you know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, bringing you the knowledge. Um so trains, planes and automobiles, um holiday movie, Thanksgiving movie, uh Great movie from John Candy. Good movie from Steve Martin. Uh, I think there's betters out there with them, but together, this is their best together. I think it's their only together, truthfully. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's but, not uh, much of a compliment. It's fun. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, it's very interesting. Like I said, it's it's. I think it's better for John Candy. I think it shows off more more of him. He gets he gets a better. Um, you like him more in the end than you do Steve Martin, you know, the Neil Page character. Even though he's not unlikable, I get why people are like, oh, yeah, he's, you know, he's not the lovable goof. You know, he's the he's the hardworking, you know, businessman that, you know, kind of ignores his family, but he really loves them. It's not always the one that, oh, I want to be that guy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's good stuff, though. Uh, I hope to God I never have any of those kind of tr- uh problems they have i don't ever want to have to uh get a uh, uh deflected from uh, new york to chicago and end up in wisconsin or uh, kansas wichita, wichita. Right. yeah <laughs> uh i don't ever want to have a, a a car catch on fire behind me as i'm picking up uh, luggage in the middle of the road <laughs> that was uh, funny when it just kind of caught fire and they just look at it <laughs> well yeah that's that kind of that's that point where they broke yeah. that's the point where he's like Okay, it doesn't fucking matter what happens anymore. It just no matter what I do, it's all going bad. Yeah, and I loved and, how they that, cut to them driving it. It's like they put so you got to fill in the blank. How they put the fire out? The fact that it still started. It's kind of ridiculous, uh, but right. uh, but it was. I thought it was amusing. Well, not only. Oh, I mean that leads that leads to the the most kind of sentimental, emotional scene. I think where. Uh, they get to the hotel. He uh, Neil gets the one room, and, but he's like, "Nah, you ain't coming in here, son. I ain't getting beer on the bed again." And uh, John Candy curls up in the car, and he's gonna sleep in the car, and it's snowing on him. I know he's gonna die. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, and then he gets the heart and brings him in, and that's where you get the scene where they're they're it, drinking know, the little bottles and eating you know, Doritos. That was his that was his moment of his suicidal moment because you mentioned that earlier as a kind of a a side tangent, but if, if anything, that was the moment where he just kind of gave up and said, this is it. And, you know, he, he spoke to his wife and, and he sat there and, you know, what are the consequences of sitting in a, in a car when it's snowing, you're going to freeze to death. That's it. Yeah. And so, so if that's what, if that's what got uh, Neil Page to invite him in, then uh, man, what a guy he's got quite the heart to <laughs> he just he just couldn't eat all the doritos on himself you know he wanted to share those mini bottles uh apparently there was a there was a much longer scene in there where they ordered pizza and did all kinds of other stuff so uh, i it, but that was that was the turning point moment uh it, we get a great moment after that too and we're getting back in this movie but uh <laughs> where they he's trying to get the car out of the snow and it he fucking runs into the hotel <laughs> and this is where this is where Steve Martin kind of flips and instead of being that kind of like oh you know that upright and like I'm gonna take care of business right he's like oh <laughs> fuck get the car get go, the go, hell go, out go, of Dodge go. <laughs> I know <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny too yeah um, so it, it it has its moments it it's not it's it's a good 80s movie yeah right it well, has that 80s feel it it's interesting because you know he came from 
SCTV, kind of that, that Saturday Night Live of, of Canada. Um, and this, <laughs> this, this decade was notorious for some brilliant Saturday Night Live movies, you, you know, where alumni, right. you've got Ghostbusters, you've got, uh, I think I wrote a couple of these down. Um, well, anyway, but for every Ghostbusters, every, every vacation, you'd get a Dr. Detroit, you'd get kind of a crowd, yeah. you'd get, like, you'd get yeah. like five or 10 of them, you know, for every good one. It, so it seemed like this was a decade where you'd have gems that stood out and then followed by just turds of movies that would, would follow. I, I put this one way above all those turds but it does not oh, resonate yeah. like vacation or or oh uh, no or stripes oh, my. or um, or caddyshack or or, or okay uh, so you just said it we i know we got a holiday season coming up so we're gonna hit some holiday movies now there is one holiday movie that is to me it, it's not it's not my feel good oh my god i watch this every actually i do watch it every year but I vacation, think Christmas per- vacation. Is that where you're going with Christmas this? vacation? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about this last year. I, I think it made both of our Fuck. top, top lists. Oh yeah. Love that movie. And so very, very quotable movie, probably one of the top 10 quotable movies out there. Like I, there's just so much shit out of that, but like, I just got a camper recently uh-huh. and immediately, like, I'm, I swear to God, I was standing out there and I, <laughs> My wife looked at me and I'm like, the shitter's full. And she looked at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, Cousin Eddie, come on. Cousin uh, Eddie's so, classic, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and, that, I think so that, got... and that was, you know, sandwiched with European vacation, which I think was a turd, even though I think John Hughes wrote <laughs> it. But uh, It was a turd. It was a turd. <laughs> but Christmas vacation. Definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm all for it. If you want to, if you want to yeah. cover one of the one uh, podcast on that one. I, yeah. I think we should this year. Um, Oh, now I forgot where else I was going. I had some other thing that, and you said Christmas vacation, and I went off on that tangent. Uh, <laughs> damn it. All right. Too bad. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's how we seize it. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, make sure you uh, download, rate, and review on uh, uh, iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Catch us uh, uh, next episode where we're going to cover Avatar. Uh, we're getting ready for the release of the new uh, Avatar 2. Uh, way of, of the, water. B- way of water. Way of okay. Uh, yeah, flight <laughs> of the say, water. Flight people. of the water. You <laughs> <laughs> should have submitted that title to James Cameron. He would have been like, "Oh, I like it." <laughs> I mean, come on, it works. I, uh, way of the water works. I, I know he's doing a lot with the elements and stuff like that. We're supposed to get a uh, an earth and fire one in there too. I mean, it's oh, just... is that what he's doing? Okay. Well, nice. the first one is about air, really. I mean, they're okay. all they fly in and stuff. I I believe. I don't know. Now that makes maybe sense. he's just. That's good. I mean, he's trying to be—he's trying to catch up to the best Avatar, which is the animated series uh, that was out there. We covered that uh, with my daughter Ashley. The Airbender, best. right? Right. Airbender, incredible, incredible animated cartoon. So so good story. Uh, best sec, you know, uh, probably the best Avatar. This will be the second best ar- Avatar, uh, but we'll cover that. I mean, M Night Shyamalan would follow third, maybe. Yeah, the probably, M Night probably. Shyamalan av- uh, Avatar. Avatar, yeah, probably. Uh, so yeah, we're we're coming to Avatar next year or next year, next week. Uh, make sure you come and join us for that. Uh, if you want to have questions, have comments, uh, email us at the.hwsi.podcast at gmail.com or find us on our Facebook or Instagram. Uh, one of these days, I'll we'll be making sure I get our pictures of our uh, last couple episodes of drinks on there. Uh, you can go back and look at our our previous drinks. 
Uh, some of them are really good. Try them out. Uh, let us know what you think. And, and Anything, Steve? be sure to have a, a nice creamy cocktail tomorrow for Thanksgiving or when you're listening to this, it might be today. Hopefully you're, <laughs> you've uh, gotten away with listening to the whole podcast without anyone noticing. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just pretend you're asleep. I do that all the time around my family. I'm like, I'm done with this, so I'm just Everyone's go got a good excuse after eating turkey. What do you do? Yeah. You take a nap. Ah, there you go. Yeah. You sit on the couch. Just don't take a nap. Let's do a podcast instead. <laughs> yeah, you, you 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 sit on the couch. You do the Al Bundy. You put your hand right down the front of your pants and just lay back and enjoy the night. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. Cool. All right. Well, that's it. So, hail Caesars. Hail Caesars. What does that mean?